0: and lattes. I'm Crystal Roberts, and I'm here virtually with my co-hosts, Danielle Lord and Trisha Ryan. We're happy that you've joined us today. Today, we're talking about the power of leadership reflection. But before we jump in, Tricia, how was your weekend?
1: You know, my weekend was pretty, pretty good. I got some things done. I I ordered some things on Amazon, and they actually came in one day. It was like, yay. Wow. So, you know, and I need them for winter. So, um, yeah, it was a. It's been a good week all around.
2: Great. How about you, Danielle? Been a good weekend. Yeah, we went to a party and stayed up too late to movie and got the things accomplished. <laughs> so fun, active, um, progress, all kinds of things. All in all, so it was a good weekend. Yeah, and a beautiful day yesterday.
0: Yes, wasn't it? It was so gorgeous. Yeah. I spent my weekend doing, um, relationship building. So we had our, um, we had, uh, our daughter over and her husband for dinner on Friday. And then yesterday I got to catch up with a dear friend and that was really fun. We haven't seen each other because of, um, COVID and just being busy. And that was really fun. Um, so that was, that was neat. And then yesterday, um, my husband and I, we went on a, on a date, which was really fun. Oh. <laughs> spending time together that was that was really good so yeah was it was a good weekend and gosh yesterday was so beautiful today is um, I would say more of a traditional crisp day for fall so I have a pumpkin spice tea that I am drinking today so uh, appropriate for the for the weather and the time of season um, so wherever you are grab a cup and let's talk about leadership So like I said, today we're focusing on the power of leadership reflections. This is really all about understanding and appreciating the art of the pause. Um, I think this is a particularly interesting topic as we are emerging from COVID and there are some people who have taken a pause during COVID with less obligations of running kids around for activities, um, couldn't gather with friends and family that were outside those who we lived with. and they feel now that there's they have a lot more choices as they think about returning to normal. They don't want to create such a busy life. Um, and then that we know that there's uh, folks who have been extra busy during the pandemic. Those people that were responsible for um, essential functions within um, you know the hospitals and businesses. Uh, People had children home, uh, so they were trying to work from home as well as take care of children and their school needs from home. So some people were more, more busy. But no matter if you are one of those people that were sort of lucky to be able to take this time to pause or you were uh, extra busy, we do believe that it's really important to take a pause to reflect, um, as, especially as a leader so, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, and we, we really think that reflecting as a leader is one of the single best things that you can do to increase your own productivity, your team's engagement, and their productivity, as well as your own well being. So, Tricia, why do you think that this is an important topic? Why, what comes to mind for you when we think about leadership reflection? Why is it important?
1: You know, I think it's always an important thing for leaders to do is to take some time and step back for a few minutes and just you know take a pause, think about what's going on, think about what their role is in it, and you know what they, <clears throat> what they're, what they're noticing about either the way they're reacting to things or the way others are reacting to things. I think that's really important, but especially right now, I think it's really important because to your point a few minutes ago. Um, you know, there have been some people who have been able to take the time they needed to do some reflection and and maybe didn't, because they didn't really put that on the list of things that are important. And then there are those who have been running rat- crazily, trying to be frontline workers and frontline leaders, and they just haven't had time. You know, it's like not the first thing on their list, but they need it probably more than ever, because they're they're just running on empty in some cases. And so the only... I think the only way a leader can actually really sometimes recharge their batteries do what they love, and take time to reflect on what that is, you know, and what, and, and how it's how it's landing with them. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: yeah. How about you, Danielle? Why do you think that this is um, an important topic for today?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's 100% important for leaders to appreciate uh, that reflective time. I was trying to think when you brought this topic up, um, when I was doing uh, my um, um, extra, <laughs> extra education, <laughs> um, we used it a lot as a practice. And it actually, from my understanding of it, where the research started at least, it was used in the schools um, with school teachers to help them reflect on were they treating every student um, uh, equally um, or were they showing you know were they having biases that were coming out towards cer- certain students and how is that impacting their ability to um, um, be an an uh, teacher-student um, relationship. So uh, critical inquiry, I think is what they called it, but it's, and, and then it kind of moved into the leadership uh, circles. And it's so important for us to be having that reflective time. It's getting into and utilizing both sides of the brain uh, which we don't always do, right? We tend to be left or right-brained, and I know there's some noise out there that says, oh, no, that's a bunch of, um, that's a bunch of BS. It doesn't actually exist, but I don't know if that's a sub-argument at the I, I do think that even through our personality type, even if we go with those innate preferences, we do have certain ways in which we tackle um, projects, be it globally, or be it uh, the, kind of the brass tacks, the 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 data, the facts, the details. And we have to use both sides of our brain, right? It goes back to some of that innovation work that we did, gosh, probably earlier this year about how important it is to utilize both sides of the brain. And I think oftentimes we have the project from our, pre- our innate preference um, or which side of the brain we use most predominantly. And we don't necessarily think about these things from a holistic perspective, but just from the way that we normally attach to things. And I, we just, it, it, I think it's permeated even within our society. So it's not just about leaders, but it's across all levels in our society, that we have things because we feel like it's what we have to do, whether it's getting it checked off our to-do list or we've had some compelling need to feel like we have to act on something right away um, or whatever the case is, but we just don't spend enough time in that kind of deep thinking space uh, and, and spending time, you know, crossing the, the, the two barriers of the brain to think about something and kind of settle on it and put it into some order and then think about it again and, and reorder it uh, before we act on it. And I think it it shows up in some of our decision quality at times. shows up how we treat people sometimes. We've gone up that ladder of inference, and we've made bad judgments based on um, confirmation bias, Um, and I think it shows up in a lot of our business decisions um, and some of the short-sighted decisions that we make, whether it's um not paying attention to the market trends or dismissing something that someone said because you think it's a silly idea or whatever the case is but we just simply don't spend enough time in that deep thinking reflective space so yes very important to answer your question (laughs) huge important leadership topic yeah
0: yeah great thanks Danielle yeah that was really um very comprehensive I think that Um, really thinking about where, where did these reflection, uh, the sort of focus on reflection come from. And, um, I also think about it, um, as a practice, as we think about even things like meditation, which even goes even farther back giving our, um, and I know I hear you talk about this, uh, as well, Danielle, as far as giving our brains that time to, to reflect and to process so if mm-hmm. we're constantly in this sort of go, go, go mode,
1: mm-hmm. we don't
0: ever have those points of inspiration and insight and um, creative new ideas uh, because we're we're just not allowing our brain that downtime to actually make the connections about with all the things that we're learning and doing and creating something new. We call those, we in our our little group here, we call those shower moments sometimes. It's like yeah. when you're in the shower <laughs> and you're washing your hair and all of a sudden, oh my gosh, I have this great idea and you weren't even thinking about it. Yeah. So it just like hits you from the side and you think, oh, and that's because you weren't thinking about it. You were taking yeah. um, that yeah. pause and oftentimes people will describe that um on a walk, like if you're sitting trying to actually cr- you know uh, do something that takes a lot of focus, um, you know math problems or any kind of sort of um, noodling that you're having to do that's really um, focused. and then and you can't figure this problem out and you get uh-huh. up and walk away walk and away, all, all of a sudden <laughs> you know, there's the answer, which you know it seems kind of crazy, but that is it's your brain at work. So taking those moments to actually pause and reflect and think, Um, and sometimes it's not even intentional thinking. It's it's literally giving your mind a break, Um, yeah, Yeah. so that it can do its thing. Trisha, I can see you want to jump in there. Oh, maybe not.
2: It's interesting, I, I, so my mom's the president of her local Kiwanis club this year, and um, I was editing her first article, so she has to write four articles a month, so I was editing her first article, and it was all about about how is it that you can be in a crowded space of you know thousands of people and spot the one person that you know, uh, and it's yeah. because your brain over the years that we've been alive has cataloged millions of images, be they people or a um, circle or a horse or a frog or whatever the case is and so even when we are taking a time away to do something even if we see an unrelated item our brain is constantly scanning and so even looking at an unrelated item might create uh, a new image or a new spark a new thought so it's you know testament to how your brain is constantly working even if you to set something aside (laughs) and come back to it it's yeah, it's testament that it's it's always going, it's always on, and it's making those connections. So yeah, getting up and walking away is uh, really important. Yeah, great. Trisha, it looked like you wanted to jump in there. Oh, sorry, Trisha.
0: <laughs> That's okay. I think we may be having a little bit of technical um, difficulties. We'll, we'll carry on and see if she joins us, joins us again. Um, so so yeah, so just recognizing and honoring the the role of the brain um, and and the fact that we need to provide space for the brain to do its work, um, uh-huh. an important part of reflection. Uh-huh. And then as we think also about um, the the purpose that it serves, uh, also so um, reflection time to take stock. So this topic kind of came up for us because of the time of year we're in. And in our um, business life, we are in the cycle of starting to think about uh, performance reviews. And so that's a time to take stock. And then we're obviously looking at 2022. So another time to reflect on how are we doing? um, Have we met our goals? What do we want to improve? Uh, What do we want to take forward into 2022 that we've learned um that's been successful so um this sort of taking taking stock and we know that's really important for leaders so that they are actually self-reflecting on those sorts of things so as we think about um reflection uh do you think danielle that it is a practice or is it just an act
2: (laughs) i'd like to say it was either or a practice or an act but i think at this point it's still theory all right. I don't think that there are a lot of people who, one, even know about um, taking the time to reflect. I think a lot of leaders, again, kind of are still in that management paradigm of I've got to go, I've got to schedule, I've got to do, I've got to conduct, I've got to correct, I've got to fix, I've got to whatever it is. And, and so they don't even see this as something that comes up as important and necessary for leadership, uh, so I yeah, I have to say at this point, I think it's still a great theory and one that we should all begin to work on practicing. So it actually becomes uh, an action for us. And I think if we take the time to do that, uh, we can get there. But again, I think it's still one of those things that if you mentioned this to a lot of leaders, they'd probably go, huh, never even thought about it. So one yeah. person's perspective, <laughs> I don't know, if, maybe you've had uh, better luck <laughs> having reflective conversations but I think the other piece to that too is you know we get to this time of year And I think we run into the exact problem that that you identified earlier is that we get, oh, it's the fourth quarter of the fiscal year, the third quarter, depending on how your fiscal year rolls out, right? So it might not be your fourth quarter, but the fiscal year, the calendar year rather is coming to an end. And so I think we feel that rush of, oh boy, what have I not accomplished on my checklist? And so by the time we get through that rush of Um, Making sure we can get everything done so we can get a good review for our calendar year. And then you add the holidays on top of it and all the run and bustle that comes with that. By the time we get around to thinking about our 2022 goals, we're so engrossed in, okay, we've got maybe a week to do this or two weeks or a short amount of time. Otherwise, you're going to push it into you know, February, March, uh, and so I think we just perpetuate the cycle by the very fact that we don't say, okay, it's um, fall uh, in the calendar year, let's all step back, and instead of embracing the rush, let's embrace uh, the quiet and the solitude, and, uh, and, and use this as, as some of that reflect time.
0: Yeah, that, w- that would be amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be great <laughs> to think about how could we actually shift that um, into that.
2: <laughs> so we can make it a practice and an action. <laughs> that's
0: right. So Trisha, what do you think? What's your what's your perspective on whether reflection, leadership reflection is an act or a practice?
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's a really good question. And I think it could probably go one way or the other, but I think for me, I think it's a practice. I think it's something that people have to practice i think they have to learn how to do it it's almost like a habit you know you you do it and you keep doing it until you get good at it until it becomes something that you don't think about you just do it by you know sort of almost instinctively but i think it really it takes practice you know i know i know a lot of people who don't reflect and and as a result a lot of their process time is in the moment out loud and there's no real time for them to sit and think about, okay, what does this mean? You know, what are the implications? What are the risks? What are the benefits or whatever, of whatever they're talking about or whatever they're thinking about. So just the act of having, um, the act of doing that is, it is an act, but it has to be a practice. I think it's something that you have to dedicate, you have to devote yourself to. And so that's the way I look at it. I just think it's, it's, um, it's not something everybody knows how to do. And I think for some people who do it well, they're probably a lot more focused on their jobs or, or their lives. Um, they're probably a lot less angst filled, if you will, you know, when things come, come up, it gives them a chance to even reflect on, um, how they might do something different, which is is somewhat of a, um, test in resilience. And so I think that's what I think. (laughs) So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. That
0: it, that it's both. That's, that it's both, that it's an act. We have to actually do it, but it's a practice that we have to, we have to practice at it to get better. And it has to become part of just what we do. Otherwise, like Danielle was talking about, lots of people don't do it just because it takes time and, and our sort of our, the way that our work is set up and, and the way that we live is really focused on do, do, do. And, uh, yeah. especially at the end of the year, we're talking about how oftentimes all the projects are due and all the, you know, our performance evaluations are due and our budgets are due. <laughs> it's like all these things are due. It, it doesn't give uh, it is not built into our system to reflect. Yeah. I think that's, yeah.
1: that's a critical thought right there. I really am glad you said that because, because of <clears throat> all the things that are going on in the world right now and how that impacts every business that we know. Um, leaders are, I think, being tested. You know, they really have to do so much more now with so much less. And um, they don't take time to reflect because When? You know, they hardly have time to do their work, particularly if they're going from meeting to meeting to meeting, or they have deliverables yeah. that one right after another, and they just don't have time to sit back and say, what am I doing? You know, what is, how is this impacting my team? You know, how is this impacting me or my, even my family? It, it's something that if you don't do, I think at some point. And I could be wrong, but I, I honestly think that at some point, if people don't spend a little time reflecting, at least it starts to get to them, and they react in ways that are not necessarily those positive leadership behaviors that we want to see. You know, it's a, it's almost a break. You know.
0: Yeah, I think it also. It's, it's
2: so oh. 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 I was just going to say. Just a... gonna say that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Danielle. Go. <laughs> I'm going to start raising my hand. (laughs) I'm going to say that Ironic, um, you know, we're all at home. We're all working in a you know, safe environment of our home. And you would think that it would have lent itself more to being able to be reflective and have that time to think, okay, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a Zen space. I'm going to sit and, and chew on something for a little bit, or simmer, as we like to say. Um, but it's, all, it's almost had the opposite. Effect. It's almost like we had to feel and demonstrate that we're more manic now because we are at home and there's you know, this potential assumption hanging over everybody's head that because you are at home, you're not accomplishing the same amount of work. And it goes back to the old myth around creativity and innovation that um, thinking is not work, right? If you're thinking about something and you're deep in thought, you're not actually doing anything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thinking versus doing. (laughs) Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. So I think the question is um, how do we help people to, to actually create that practice, to do the act, but create the practice? What should they, what, one, what should they be reflecting mm-hmm. on? And then how, how do they actually find that time to actually do it? And one of the things I would say too, is when we think about making it a priority for us um, as leaders, is to really look at what happens if we don't. And I think we've kind of danced around that a little bit. But mm-hmm. essentially mm-hmm. Uh, we we don't go down the path that we want to go down. So we have passions, we have dreams, but if we don't put things into place and reflect on are am I actually making progress? Am I actually moving towards these things, then we don't end our we don't end up in the place that we want. We end up wherever the um wherever life takes us, which sometimes is a good thing, but we also need to have that reflective practice to say, is this intentionally where I, what I wanna be doing? Um, and then um, also it's that growth piece. Like, how am I doing with this? Am I able to, um, do I have the tools that I need? Do I Do I have the capabilities that I need? What's holding me back? And with those reflections, um, on that, then we can build those things into our, into our life. We can actually
1: grow and develop. So Tricia. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh. Um, I, years ago, I learned how to facilitate a course called symphony and, um, it was a wonderful, wonderful program, but the whole point of it was for leaders to reflect on, different elements, if they've got people who are not performing the way they want them to, or or at a level of performance that they feel is, is satisfactory or above that, then it's up to the leader to look inward and say, have I given them the tools they need? Have I, have I made sure they had the, the right learning opportunities? Have I given them the right instructions? Have I given them support? All sorts of things like that, but it is in itself a practice in reflecting on you as a leader and how are you doing but when you were talking about Mm -hmm. you know how we're so busy and we're going so far you know straightforward straightforward I've got to go I've got to keep doing this without spending time reflecting the danger in that I think is that if you're so busy going forward so quickly you forget that where you're going, your your goal isn't just this narrow path in front of you. There's a whole spectrum beyond that, that you can't see in your peripheral vision because you're so focused on this and getting there. And you miss all the richness. You miss some of the the um, the beauty of whatever you're doing, I think there is. I think everything we do, there's there's always something, when I reflect on things, there's always something really awesome about what we just did or what we're doing. And if I'm so focused on getting there, keep going, just get the next thing done, get the next thing done, I don't take the time to take a look at that broader spectrum and say, okay, I need to just slow down a little bit so that I can make sure I'm drinking in something that might actually... Um, inform me to a better outcome. So I think that reflection is really important in that sense, because it gives you, gives you, I don't know, it's a practice of taking time, you know, taking time to think about what you're doing and, and see if maybe the outcome might be, oh, a little less stressed out, a little less stressful, a little less, um, You know, hurried, and you don't enjoy the you don't enjoy the result. You end up not enjoying the outcome, and and that's so important. Then Mm -hmm. why are you doing it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Danielle, it looked like did you have something that you wanted to add there?
2: (laughs) I love the way Trisha was raising her hand. So that was great (laughs) ending there. I think it's um, not how do we how do we put this into action, right? How do we get leaders to begin to even think about this as a practice? And um, boy, it was, a, it was a daunting question. But I came up with three things. Uh, so the first one and two of these are really very much practices that you have to embrace as leaders. Um, Around emotional intelligence and perspective taking, as, as Tricia was talking about, right? So in emotional intelligence, we always say lean into the discomfort. Uh, and that's how you increase your EQ, your emotional quotient, is by um, embracing what fills yucky in the moment and um, getting that resilience or having that growth piece around something. I was working with a couple leaders uh, last week. And they were uh, both um, in accounting, so very factual, detail-oriented, like the structure. And I mentioned that the, the, the conversation we were heading into, was un- there was no agenda, it, it's open, it's organic, we're going to go where the conversation takes us. And it's, uh, they both went, oh, yuck. That's super uncomfortable for me. We really like structure, and and we want an agenda, and we want it. We're getting into, and so I, you know, the, this is what we have to do sometimes. As leaders, is we just we have to be able to embrace the organic sometimes because your agenda might always get hijacked, right? So. I think that's the first piece around the practicality is learning to embrace the discomfort around the fact that structure is always there for us. And as a leader, people are going to be looking to you uh, to rebuild that structure if it doesn't exist. So I've been off on a bit of a sideways dungeon there, but it's only in and be uncomfortable with it if this is a new practice for you. Uh, I think taking stock in that different perspective, and this is why we spend so much time in leadership development around um, different personality styles and preferences, is because those are the gifts that other people bring. So, how do we begin to, as leaders, recognize that those differences are actually helping us uh, round out and get a more holistic perspective? And I think oftentimes, you know, that we sometimes talk about the T and the F from the myers perspective as being one area where there's potential for conflict just in terms of how we present uh, communication. But I think another area of conflict uh, that does exist oftentimes, in that, again, referring to Myers-Briggs language is in that intuitive sense in case, because uh, the sensing types often look at those with intuition and think, boy, how did they get from A to Z without filling in any blanks in between, right? Because we those with the intuition perspective tend to see things from the 50,000 foot level. So the idea of recognizing that those of us who have a preference for intuition oftentimes have a feeling about something where it's like, this just doesn't feel right um, because because we are looking at things from a much more uh, holistic perspective and, and connecting dots sometimes that aren't necessarily there or in the, the visible realm. And so the, that feeling, that intuition, that uh, <laughs> something's not quite right here is oftentimes overlooked as being valid because those who have that preference for the sensing, the facts, the data, and the details say, I can't put that in my hand and look at it, or I can't put that into a T column and make sense of it. So I think that that perspective taking and really recognizing those gifts of intuition are really, really powerful and important. And the third thing I would say, and this is is because I'm re-engaging uh, with uh, Senge, Peter Senge's work around the fifth discipline and understanding what those reinforced loops are within our organization. And we have to begin to understand where the barriers are within our organizations and our organizational leadership to say what's getting in the way of not allowing to have this thinking time or this perspective, taking a reflective time. And so identifying those reinforced loops and getting rid of those, because if you can't get rid of barriers, they will constantly be obstacles for creating this practice and action of reflection. Yeah, Trisha.
1: Think, oh, okay.
2: You
1: know, we we're talking <laughs> about practice, and I think that it takes practice for this. You know, it's not something that executive leaders will want to do more than one time usually. But I also think that, and I don't think it's a training issue or a training um solution, but in development, yeah. I think there is quite an opportunity. And we have used it ourselves in yeah. that um, when when people are going through some kind of a learning process or they're going they're learning something new, we actually load in load time in for them to think about what they're doing. Have them go into yeah. breakout breakout groups and talk about what they're doing. That's in itself a type of reflection, right? It's a, it's a Mm -hmm. moment where you're getting a chance to kind of process how you're drinking something in and getting a perspective that may not be your own, clearly is not your own from someone else or others. And so I think that, you know, if, if we had to do something that was a little more immediate or, or, you know, it would be to load more time into our learning opportunities to enable people who do seek those opportunities. That's the other key. Um, give them some practice and, but, but and tell them about what they're doing. So they may not, connect the dots, I mean, they're still busy people, even if they go to training or, or development, right? So they may not be connecting the dots that, oh, okay, I am reflecting, okay, this is working. Uh-huh, I know uh-huh. we had, we've had in students as well who have come back to us afterwards in our alumni association meetings, you know, and said, you know, I learned that now I just need to think about this differently. I need to sit back for a minute, I need to write a few yeah. yeah. things differently. And so they are getting that my concern is that we get, you know, in, in leadership development, we get a finite number of people and we can hope that they yeah. yeah. and spread the word and everybody's going to get enlightened and boy, we're all going to have a wonderful time. Right. But the reality is that unless people get a chance to come into an environment where they are not near their phone, they're not near their computer, they're not near yeah. anything else. Um, and they are, in situations where we're putting them in a reflective state, or we're putting them in a place where they need to reflect, they're not going to get the, the benefit of that. So, and they yeah. need to see yeah. it in those who come back to their teams, you know, yeah. so. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So all Well, I really appreciate what you said that, you know, you can't train someone to do this, right? You, you can give them the and you can meet them with development opportunities um, like emotional intelligence to say, lean in and be uncomfortable with it and take perspective through those different gifts. But this is not something that you can, say. we're going to have a training on, on critical inquiry or, or leadership reflection. So, yeah. Yeah, it takes time, and with yeah, I think building it into those development opportunities is one hundred percent key. Um, but then yeah. th- that reinforcing loop again, right? How are the leaders that they're reporting up to supporting them in that practice? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm doing some work with some um, outside people, outside um, organizations where they actually build that into their um, similar to what um, we've done, but build that into their programs of. Um, We know that mentoring, coaching, um, having that built into the programs, the leadership development programs, gives people that time to reflect and to apply and to try and following up in your sessions on their homework that includes reflection. And so in that particular um, sort of uh, functional area of leadership development, we have more control, I think, as facilitators to to make that happen, right? Yeah. Danielle, yeah,
2: yeah. I see your hand. Yeah, I think I think another practical piece. You know, you asked about practical. How do we how do we instill this into a leadership practice through through practicality? Trisha, you mentioned something too. You know, we've got these these leaders who are hyper focused on I've got getting all the tasks done right. Like we talked about earlier, I've got to get to this meeting, that meeting, another meeting. And again, it goes back to this fact that as leaders, you have an obligation to grow and develop your direct reports. And oftentimes, delegation is a great way to do that. So start giving people some opportunities to take some of those things off of your plate, leaders, so that you can build that practice time into, or that that reflective time into your practice. um, put 30 minutes on your calendar every day when you get into the office and say this is time that is just for um thinking uh and and get people to understand that i've done this therefore you can do it it's okay uh and we're gonna we're gonna create a different culture by um making it something that is an action
1: oh yeah and that takes more than takes care of more than one thing because they're they're freeing up their time so they can spend some time reflecting but they're also delegating to people to do the do some of the things that um they might do themselves because they get stuck in the weeds or whatever you know and so it gives them an opportunity to see how the people that work with for them are um doing it gives them a chance to provide them with some growth um opportunities and things oh, as their yeah. so yeah. it's a it's it's a win-win around that so i like that you said yeah, that, yeah. so sense.
0: i'm gonna just read off a few questions for people to actually think about um, during their reflections, and then I'm going to take us into um, our closing, Um, so you can be thinking about what you want to say from the impact perspective, and from the professor perspective. So some questions to think about, um, and there's many, many, but these were just some that came to my mind. Um, Am I living my values? Am I communicating the Mm -hmm. vision of the organization, or my vision? How am I showing up? Am I showing up as as I want to as a leader and as a person? How am I achieving my organizational and personal goals? How do I support my team, my boss, my peers in reaching their goals? What impact did I have today, either positively or negatively or both? What did I learn? How did I stretch myself so that I can be even more impactful tomorrow? How am I taking care of my own health and well-being so that I can serve others better? Did I lead in a way that everyone felt included, valued, and heard? How am I creating an environment that supports the next big breakthrough or innovation? What am I really excited about? How did I reward or reinforce positive behaviors or address challenging, poor behaviors in others and in my team? How have I developed my people today? And what small adjustments can I make tomorrow that will make me even more effective? And then I just wanted to also make the point that, um, you know, it, is, it, it can be challenging. We were just talking about that, it can be really challenging um, in taking the time to do this. And so part of that, creating a system for yourself, can include a coach. And so be thinking about that. And it could be someone that is a a certified coach. You can actually just have a buddy um, that helps keep you accountable. So once a week, uh, you go to lunch or have a Zoom meeting with somebody and share the things that you're learning and the reflections that you're having. So some way just creating that system so that, that you do take the time. Danielle.
2: Yeah, I love that list of questions, and, and one that came to mind for me is, am I listening to think about something, or am I listening to respond?
0: Oh, that's a great one, yeah. Yeah. It is. yeah. All right, so in our summary, I think we could go on and on with this topic. It's a fun one, but um, to close it out. Um, <laughs> it's a so, great topic. Yeah. Um, and thanks to Trisha for, for, um, bringing this topic forward. It was actually her, her brainchild. Um, so, so we'll let, we'll start off with you, Tricia, from your, uh, from the, imp, the perspective of impact, um, what would you leave us with?
1: Yeah, I would say, um, I would challenge leaders to give it a try, you know, I, and, if you give it a try once, give it a try another time and, and try it, you know, four or five times and see if you're not feeling differently. If you're not finding that you have a, maybe your perspective is a little broader because you've taken time to ask yourself some questions and look at your teams, look at your, the people around you and, and see if, um, your reflection time or Watching them to see if they're taking time to reflect is so important, you know. It has an impact on the entire group, I would think, and on the entire team. People who are always trudging forward and not taking time to think about what they're going through or what they are, um, what they need to maybe stop and think about before they take the next step can have some some serious consequences if they, if they don't stop once in a while and reflect on that, they need to, they need to just stop for a moment and process. It's just, that's really what I think this is. It's just a way of processing Mm -hmm. that you're going through a, a list of questions, or even if it's just one question, one question at a time can keep you thinking for more than five minutes. And, and if you reflect for more than five minutes, yay. If you reflect for three minutes, yay. You know, just take some time and practice it. Just practice once, twice, try it four or five times and see if it doesn't feel better. And if it does, try it, keep trying it.
0: Great, thanks Trisha. Danielle, from the professor perspective. (laughs)
2: Yes, uh, we touched on a lot of things from Senge and emotional intelligence and um, innate personality uh, preferences, Um, but we, I I know everyone's going to be tired of me saying this, but it's rooted deeply in an old, old management practice that we just do. We get it done, we get things ticked off our list, we get the schedule accomplished, and this idea that, that we're moving into this leadership work is really pretty young still, really only 40 years. In, in the big scheme of things, that's you know, just a little bit of time. And so we're still learning the attributes of leadership uh, that really make us successful as leaders versus being successful as managers. And so let's um, just continue to move out of that old management paradigm into this new leadership space which is just much more whole and caring and empathetic and, and full of grace and, um, and thinking and getting those different perspectives and hearing uh, what others have to say about something is, is really pretty powerful. And I think even the three of us, through some of the recent work that we've been doing, um, giving leaders really solid time to think about something. I think even we have been um, uh, kind of freshly enlightened around how powerful and important that time is for those really important conversations that oftentimes don't happen within uh, teams or organizations. It's just get it done and move on to the next project. So, you know, Yeah. That'd be my two cents.
0: Yeah, thanks, Danielle. Yeah, so so powerful, such wise words.
1: How about you, Crystal? Yeah, so from the heart, I was
0: thinking, um, I love that um, what Danielle was saying sort of brings us right into that um, because there's so much, uh, I don't know if it's research necessarily, but so much being written anyway right now about just what you were talking about is that we are coming into this age of, more compassion and heart, that that's actually Mm -hmm. going to be the Mm -hmm. skills of the future. And so, um, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we're excited about that. And I think, um, for me, it's really about getting the juice out of life. Mm -hmm. So I, the heart perspective here is to actually live life fully. So, When we think about, um, reflection, uh, it helps us to actually be grateful for the things that we have and to, um, to, to look at where we can actually be better. So that, and that reflection and thinking about, uh, and being appreciative helps us to really, um, as I was saying, sort of get the juice out of life to really, um, there's a, there's a, uh, a, a, term out there called savoring, and there's some um, writing around that as well, and I'd encourage people to, to look into that, um, uh, but that's a looking back and a looking forward and really getting the most out of whatever, um, whatever you're doing, and so that's a reflection piece too, um, but I think we can be um, more intentional, um, happier, have better wellness if we actually do take the time to reflect. And Trisha, when you were saying the one, you know, it can be just one question. I actually do a practice. It's a little book called The Five Minute Journal. And it actually does, it's literally five minutes, two and a half minutes in the morning, two and a half minutes at night. And it's just a few questions. And it is about what are you, what are you happy, uh, what are you grateful for? What do you want out of this day? And then sort of looking back at that, and how did you do and what what's what slight change would you make the next day to be even better and get the, mo- the most out of life. So um, being intentional helps us uh, on that reflection, helps us to get the most out of life, to get the most juice out of life. So thanks, uh, Tricia and Danielle, for uh, co-hosting with me. I wanted to remind our audience to send in their questions about leadership and we'll try and answer them on Aaron upcoming podcasts. Send your questions to leadership and lattes, A-N-D, lattes at gmail.com. If you'd like to know no- more about us or the show, please go to pinnaclecc.com. That's pinnaclecc.com. Technical support uh, is through Ari Chance Roberts. And lastly, please subscribe to our podcast. It's free and share with other leaders like yourself that you think would benefit from this podcast. Again, thanks, Trisha and Danielle, for co-hosting with me. And I look forward to our next podcast. Thanks to our audience for listening. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye. Okay.